The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition. Hello, I'm Kimberly King, and welcome to the Mother's Market Radio Show, a show dedicated to the truth, beauty, and goodness of the human condition. On today's show, we just ended Autism Awareness Month, and we're lucky to talk to an expert when it comes to autism. Get the latest info on how digestion affects autism. Plus, later we'll tell you what's going on around town. But first up, Tom Bohager is the chairman of Enzymedica and founder of the Autism Hope Alliance. Enzymedica is the number one enzyme company in the natural foods industry, and he holds a degree in holistic nutrition and has authored two books. And we welcome him to the Mother's Market Radio Show. Tom, how are you? Great, thank you. For those of you in our audience that may not be familiar with your mission and work, why don't you fill the audience in with today's topic? Uh, Today's topic is autism, and uh, we've been very involved in autism for about 12 years now, um, and we're very proud of that fact. Uh, Enzymedica is an enzyme company, essentially, and it's our mission to educate and distribute high-quality enzyme products uh, internationally. So they really go hand-in-hand because many of the people suffering from autism have severe digestive issues, Mm -hmm. and so that's where the connection is. Well, today we're talking about how digestion, of course, as you just said, affects autism. And according to the CDC, autism affects one in every 68 children. That's a high number. So uh, how did you get involved in autism? Well, um, in 2003, uh, Karen De uh, wrote a book. She has, has two sons, uh, formerly diagnosed with autism. And she wrote a book called Enzymes and Autism and Other Neurological Disorders. And uh, unbeknownst to us at Enzymedica, she had put our products all over the book. Hmm. And we started getting calls in 2003, 2004, and we followed up. We didn't know anything about the connection. We knew very little about autism, and so I was very eager to meet the author, and, and that's what I did. I flew out to a conference that she was speaking at and met with her for about an hour and was uh, just enamored with her as an individual because she made it her really life's work from the time uh, her children were diagnosed to the time I met her uh, to educate other parents and other family members about uh, what you can do about autism. And so we sponsored her for approximately four years, uh, which simply means that anywhere she traveled, anywhere she spoke, uh, we offset those expenses. And, um, you know, we didn't require that she talk about Enzymedica. We didn't require she put up a a sign uh, for Enzymedica. But that was our introduction to autism. And since then, we uh, hired a a young lady by the name of Kristen Selby-Gonzalez. And she served as our director of education for autism. So Enzymedica really got involved um, soon thereafter to educate as many as possible Uh, not only about the disorder, but about the options and the role of enzymes in in helping some of these individuals. Wow, that's an incredible story, and um, on both ends, I mean, really. Um, What is the prevalence of digestive issues in that spectrum? Yeah, well, you mentioned at the outset that uh, the CDC says 1 in 68 are being diagnosed with autism today. That's absolutely true. Um, However, uh, we've you know, we know that uh, the number is probably going to change in the next few weeks. So the CDC is going to be releasing a new number in about three to four weeks. The community expects it to become more prevalent. Uh, that number will probably be somewhere in the neighborhood of one in 50, possibly uh, even even worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and those who suffer from autism um, have 
commonly digestive distress. So about 80% of the children that are diagnosed with autism have severe, severe digestive distress. Sometimes there's a name that goes along with that digestive distress, but commonly uh, very poor digestion, uh, malabsorption is quite common. Um, not just gas and bloating, but uh, diarrhea and constipation are, are, are frequent. Mm -hmm. So approximately 80% of those diagnosed to suffer. And it, you just, does it happen, do they find this out right at birth, or does it oftentimes? No. Uh, the diagnosis usually occurs between the ages of two and four. Mm -hmm. um, typically, a child is developing uh, normally. And at some point, they begin to regress. Um, what's very common is uh, speech goes. Mm. And obviously, the parents uh, quickly notice there's a challenge. And then, you know, usually months later, uh, they get a diagnosis. And it seems like the digestive distress comes along with that. So these children aren't suffering severely in the beginning prior to the diagnosis. But uh, certainly thereafter, there seems to be a connection. Uh, so we talked, okay, so the symptoms would be that, um, yeah, the digestive and then... Those are the most common symptoms. So, you know, when you think of a digestive distress and malabsorption, you, you know what to look for. And, you know, most parents can identify that relatively quickly. What a lot of parents don't recognize are the less obvious symptoms. So the less obvious symptoms include um, moodiness, uh, behavioral challenges. For example, if a child can't speak and they have a tummy ache, you know, what do they do? You know, they act out. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes they'll, they'll find uh, pressure points, they'll uh, lean over the, uh, the armrest of a couch, they'll roll their stomach on a ball, um, they'll be, um, you know, fits of anger, um, you know, total frustration. Uh, also a lack of sleep. Mm -hmm. um, you know, th these are the less obvious symptoms of, of these issues. Uh, the more obvious symptoms they identify very, very quickly. Explain the difference between food allergies and intolerance. Well, many of these young ones, and I, I, my specialty uh, in autism ha happens to be with children. But, but you know, every time I say young ones, I really mean anybody with autism. Um, and, and many of these individuals with autism are, are diagnosed with specific food allergies. And a food allergy is easiest to define in the sense that it is an immune response to a food that should be good for them, that should, they should be able to eat. And, and, but yet their immune system identifies it for some reason as harmful and rejects it, and then there are all kinds of symptoms that go along with that, um, that immune response. Um, but an intolerance is not an immune response, and this often gets overlooked with millions of people, and specifically with children with autism. So think intolerance. The most common, of course, is lactose intolerance. Mm -hmm. And when we define lactose intolerance, quite simply, we say that it is a deficiency in the enzyme lactase. So people that don't make or manufacture enough lactase, the enzyme that breaks down the dairy sugar lactose, are intolerant to lactose or dairy. Um, well, there's a lot of other intolerances out there. The most common nowadays that we're hearing about is gluten. gluten. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, for many years, uh, there was a, a movement to deny that there was ever a gluten intolerance. Um, everybody, a lot of people felt that you either had celiac disease or you didn't. No such thing as being intolerant to gluten. Well, we've come around and we realize that 
millions, perhaps, are intolerant to gluten. And so, quite simply, the way I would define the difference is, one, is a, uh, simply an inability to manufacture enough of an enzyme to break down a specific food group. That would be an intolerance. The other, which is an allergy, is an immune response to something in the food. And the two should not be confused. And by the way, the intolerance is much harder to diagnose. Um, there could be delayed responses. It's not nearly as obvious. There aren't any real, uh, what I would consider, um, commonly known tests for it where your family practice physician would say, hey, let's run an intolerance test. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> it's you not know? like an allergy it's test. It's not. Okay. Yeah. So it's much harder to, to really identify. Oh, wow. That's, that's, I didn't know that. So yeah. thank you for explaining that. Are there any specific enzymes that can address food intolerances? Absolutely. So the one people are aware of is lactase, which is the enzyme that breaks down lactose, which we spoke about earlier. And there are lots of different products on the market that have it so that people can enjoy some dairy in, in their life. And what they don't know about are these other enzymes that address these other intolerances. For example, we mentioned gluten intolerance. And with gluten, which is a protein, there is a protease, an enzyme that breaks down proteins called DPP4, which very efficiently uh, breaks down that peptide. And so people that are intolerant to gluten um, have the ability to take this enzyme with these gluten-containing foods and not experience the same symptoms that they would have with, without taking the enzyme. Uh, on top of that, there are enzymes like xylanase, which uh, helps with phenols. Uh, phenols exist in nearly every preserved food and in lots of fruits, and some are intolerant to that. Um, and the list goes on. But uh, absolutely, enzymes are available, they're on the market, and they can help with these intolerances. Hmm. Um, so what about uh, the benefits of elimination diets? Well, elimination diets are commonly used um, for people with food allergies. So um, they have to eliminate certain foods. Uh, you know, if we talk about extremes, if you have a peanut allergy, there's an elimination diet. Yeah. yeah, There will be no peanuts in that individual's diet. But when there is um, these other allergies, whether it's uh, to gluten, to casein, to dairy, to other things, uh, commonly and most effectively what an individual can do, including a child uh, or a family member with autism, is completely remove that food group from their diet. It is clearly the most effective thing anyone can do for both intolerances and for food allergies. And so there are lots of diets. There's a gluten-free, casein-free diet. Uh, there's the specific carbohydrate diet and, and many others. And they are extremely beneficial. In fact, uh, not only do they help with the common symptoms of a food intolerance or a food allergy, but all of those symptoms we mentioned earlier that aren't so obvious, the ones that include behavioral challenges with children, those seem to be affected. Um, one study, which, uh, which I saw yesterday, I heard about yesterday at another event, um, one group found that nearly 30% of the children that removed certain foods, primarily gluten and casein from their diet, showed a behavioral improvement. Other studies have indicated even higher numbers. So um, there's clearly a benefit to eliminating foods that uh, these children are sensitive to. Can you talk about what an enzyme is? Oh, absolutely, sure. So an enzyme is technically a protein. Uh, a protein is a combination of amino acids. Uh, what's so amazing, though, about enzymes is that this combination of amino acids somehow forms energy or what scientists call biological activity. 
And uh, every enzyme has what is called an active site, and that energy is focused at that point. So unlike any other protein known to science, these proteins are able to serve as catalysts in the body, which simply means that 99% of the time, they are speeding up chemical reactions in the cells, um, but also in the digestive system and elsewhere. The fact of the matter is, is that every cell is dependent on enzyme activity. Probably thousands of enzymes uh, per second and their, um, their energy factors are necessary to drive every function of the cell. So they're amazing, you know, they really are, and very few people really understand the true benefit and uh, necessity of enzymes yeah. in human health. And obviously, well, we, ha we all have them, but we all need them. And so, like, a, can we have, what we're talking about, um, an example or a sample of a, a, an enzyme. So your company, um, um, Enzymedica, so what are those, those, will you provide those in the supplement? Yeah, form so or? yeah, we, we have, we break it down essentially into two categories mm -hmm. uh, at Enzymedica. So the most obvious, of course, are the digestive issues. Mm -hmm. um, digestive enzymes essentially make the foods we eat smaller. Okay. So, you know, we chew our food, we swallow our food, and it's pretty small there, but they need to be much, much smaller. The amino acids need to be broken down, or excuse me, the proteins need to be broken down into amino acids and peptides. The carbohydrates need to be broken down into sugars. The fats need to be broken down into essential fatty acids. All of this has to take place for the cells to benefit from the nutrition. Well, digestive enzymes... Uh, are essential to not only efficient digestion, but to a healthy life. And so what we make are enzyme products that a person can take with meals that speeds up that reaction. You know, much like the definition of an enzyme, they can take it at the beginning of the meal, and many of the symptoms they often suffer from simply go away. Okay. Well, this is very interesting information, Tom. And right now we have to take a quick break, but we will be right back. Looking for healthier snack options? Mother's Market sources organic and non-GMO small batch, high quality, great tasting nuts, dried fruits, snacks, and candy. The goal? To provide you the highest in quality snacks while also offering high nutritional value. Fan favorites include non-GMO peanut butter pretzel bites, organic dried mango slices, and organic dark chocolate peanut clusters. Stop into your local Mother's Market today to explore all the varieties and pick some up to try for yourself. Let's talk menstruation, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. These shouldn't be taboo topics. They're the normal life phases we move through as women. And Solaray delivers support every step of the way with Her Life Stages. The first of its kind, comprehensive new supplement line offers doctor formulated solutions at each stage with clinically backed ingredients you can count on. Own the stage. Buy Solaray at Mother's Market today. And welcome back to the Mother's Market Radio Show. And we want to remind you that if you've missed any portion of today's show, you can find us on iTunes by searching Mother's Market or download the show from our website, mothersmarket.com. Click the link for radio and listen to the past shows. Plus, download our healthy recipes and money savings coupons, all available at mothersmarket.com. And now back to our interview with Enzymedica's Tom Bohager. And we're talking about autism, and this is very interesting information. And so, Tom, we're talking about um, should enzymes be used instead of the elimination diet? 
A great question. And, and the reason you know, people ask that is uh, there are some individuals that believe that if, especially if you have a food intolerance uh, or if the child has a food intolerance, that they can simply give them an enzyme product and then the child can eat whatever they want. Mm -hmm. And the fact is, is that's not accurate. Um, we don't ever advise anyone, especially children with autism, to use enzymes in place of elimination diets, especially if there's an allergy. So that, that's never the case. When there's an intolerance, we believe that the greater good is to truly eliminate the foods that the children are intolerant to and obviously allergic to. However, there is uh, often the risk of getting these molecules, whether they be gluten or casein or lactose, in foods that may be labeled gluten-free or dairy-free, and, and there's where enzymes truly come in. In fact, uh, gluten can be found in Play-Doh, you know, and they can absorb it. It mm -hmm. can be found in um, bath soap. You know. So these children are so sensitive that often taking enzymes in conjunction with an elimination diet is the best approach. And that way, if there is any uh, contamination, you know, sometimes it's cross-contamination from cooking, sometimes it's just environmental exposure, there's enzymes in the system to handle that. And we see the greatest benefit in combining both elimination diets and enzymes. So it's just extra um, support. Yeah, extra support, extra protection, yeah, protection. for sure. Uh, what's, what is the best way to take the enzymes? Well, the best way for digestive enzymes are uh, to take them at the beginning of the meal. Mm. Unfortunately, um, you know, many of these children have challenges swallowing capsules. And so, um, you know, we do not provide these in a, a, a great tasting chewable yet. <laughs> We're working on that. But um, what I suggest uh, for especially young children mm -hmm. is about uh, half of an adult dose uh, mixed usually with applesauce or added to their smoothie, or uh, sometimes the simplest way is to take a little dropper and, and use a little juice um, and mask. You know, there is a, a taste to the powder. It's kind of a yeasty taste. But if they mix it with juice and they just, you know, shoot it into the back of the mouth of, of the young one mm -hmm. um, before the child eats, because you want those enzymes in the system before the food gets there, mm -hmm. um, that's usually the best way to deliver the enzyme products. And can enzymes help in other ways? Yes, absolutely. So the second category of enzymes that Enzymetica makes, uh, we call therapeutic. We've got digestive and we've got therapeutic. And so the therapeutic enzymes, you don't take with food. In fact, it's the exact opposite. You take it away from food on an empty stomach. And we consider empty stomach as uh, about an hour before you eat or about two hours after you eat. And the goal there is to get the enzymes in the bloodstream, to absorb these enzymes so that they have a systemic effect, which simply means that the enzymes will positively affect other systems of the body beyond the digestive system. So there can be a cardiovascular benefit, for example. Um, there's an enzyme called natokinase, which has over 20 studies on the cardiovascular benefit of that enzyme, um, dating back uh, 10 years and more. Uh, which is fascinating. There can be an immune benefit. Uh, there's a benefit to supporting healthy inflammation. There's benefits to overcoming candida overgrowth. So these therapeutic enzymes can be very useful when taken on an empty stomach. Hmm. That's interesting as well. Um, can you be more specific about the immune function? Absolutely. So the enzyme protease is the enzyme that breaks down protein. And just about everything that makes us sick 
um, is in some way connected to protein. Without going into great details, what I, what I can simply say is, is that for us to overcome just about everything that makes us sick, we need to be able to digest protein uh, in an immune kind of way. So the white blood cells, as an example, are full of proteases, the enzymes that break down protein. And when a white blood cell comes in contact with something that doesn't belong, something that is harmful, it primarily digests that something, whether that be bacteria or anything else. And the white blood cell then becomes dependent on proteases. The fewer proteases that we produce systemically uh, in the immune system, the less responsive our immune system is. So you can supplement with proteases and you can flood the system with proteases when you take it on an empty stomach and literally the immune system benefits from it. The, the wonderful thing about that is you're not st stimulating immune function. So it, it, it doesn't boost immune function. So if a person has an autoimmune disease, it's a safe way to uh, overcome some common challenges, uh, whether they be seasonal or other. And so proteases can be instrumental in benefiting the immune system. We make a product called Enzyme Defense, which uh, many people use uh, for that very reason. Can you be more specific about candida? Sure. Um, candida, again, a very common problem uh, today. Uh, many people are walking around with it. They don't know they have it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it can be uh, seen from either yeast infections in women or skin conditions in men, uh, fatigue, brain fog, etc. But interestingly, the candida cell has a coating around it, and it's called uh, chitin. And this chitin closely resembles plant cellulose. And so plant cellulose is digested or broken down by an enzyme called cellulase, which is in every digestive enzyme formula out there, ours and everybody else's. And uh, we make a product that has an enormous amount of cellulase. And you take this on an empty stomach, and it supports the body in breaking down this chitin. Once you remove the cell wall from any cell, you even remove a small section of it, the cell dies. And that's true of any cell in our body. So if you can break through that cell wall, that chitin, then you, you're removing you know, this candida because you're killing cells. Now, the beauty of enzymes is, though, you're digesting it. So you don't get the common die-off associated with, let's say, an herbal cleanse or some other cleanse because it's not releasing the toxins nearly as much. And we've got an enzyme in there called protease, which we've talked about uh, extensively today, mm -hmm. which helps detoxify the body at the same time. So candida is, uh, is definitely something that enzymes can help with. And mm -hmm. our product is called Candidase. Candidase. Yeah. Is there a benefit in blending enzymes? Absolutely. So uh, enzymes are about potency. And when we're talking about potency um, in enzymes, it's not like buying a multimineral or a B-complex. You can't just look at the side of the bottle and say it's got more milligrams in product A than product B, therefore product A is more potent. Enzymes don't work like that. Enzymes are all about how much can it break down of a protein, a fat, or a carbohydrate, or a fiber. Unfortunately, there's no real way to identify true potency on a label. And so what Enzymedica has done is created TheraBlends. And these blends improve potency um, in a dramatic fashion. Um, we've done research which indicates that, that compared to many other single enzyme products, they can work as, as well as six times better and much, much faster at the same time. So blends are critical. What I tell people to look for in an enzyme product is uh, that all of the categories, the proteases, the lipases, the amylases, and the cellulases, all have more than one 
um, within each category. And of course, in our digestive products like Digest Gold, you'll see on the label TheraBlends. And that's what we're indicating, that these products have been tested for potency and these are truly the most potent products available. Hmm. That's, thank you, that you've explained that really well. Um, uh, what would you suggest when choosing an enzyme product? So we talked about blends, that's mm -hmm. uh, critical, quite frankly. The, the other thing that I would suggest is that you look for a company that is um, specializing in enzymes because quite frankly most of the enzyme products on the market today not that they're not good they are the beauty of enzymes is if it's got any enzymes in it these enzymes are going to work at some level they're going to break down food proteins fats or carbohydrates but an enzyme um, product that is made by a company that this is all they do you're probably going to get a, a better product a more research product Enzymetica has been doing this uh, for 18 years and we're in our fifth version of TheraBlend and we're very proud to say, as you mentioned at the outset, that we're the number one selling brand out there. So you look for a product that says Enzymetica. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and what is the most beneficial enzyme product for those with autism? Um, it's, it's going to be a high-potency digestive enzyme blend that addresses the most common intolerances. Enzymetica uh, makes a product called Digest Spectrum. And it was designed specifically for food intolerances. And so the products we almost always recommend for children with autism and digestive distress is Digest Spectrum. However, you also mentioned today, you asked about candida, you asked about immune support. Uh, many of these individuals with autism need that type of support as well. So Digest Spectrum digestively, therapeutically, candidase and enzyme defense uh, seem to work really well with these young ones. Excellent. Well, this was very interesting information, Tom. Thank you for your time. Oh, it's my pleasure. And we look forward to having you on again. And in the meantime, you can learn more about Tom on his website, enzymedica.com. And I'm going to spell it out. It's E-N-Z-Y-M-E-D-I-C-A, enzymedica.com, and learn more about how you can stay healthy. And we look forward to your next visit. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Mother's Market Radio Show and for shopping at Mother's Market. The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition.